with Matthew Pantelis. Twenty-eight to twelve on Five AA. Well, uh, this part of the program on Mondays now we'll be talking about our state, and today we are looking at the Uni SA partnership as part of the uh, South Australian Sports Institute. And from the institute, Wes Badams is in director. Morning, Wes. How are you? Very good, thanks. And uh, also here is uh, Professor John Buckley from the uni. Hi, Professor. How are you? Morning, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, let's talk about uh, the uh, uh, investment there, the the coming together of um, uh, the uh, Sports uh, Institute with Uni SA. So we're going to be home to a world-class high-performance sport research and education precinct thanks to this uh, multi-million dollar partnership between uh, the uh, Institute and Uni SA. The government is tipping in $68 million towards the uh, state of the art facility at Mile End in that sports gateway precinct. UniSA tipping in $20 million for the capital cost. Are we talking, gentlemen, around that area that is uh, the, the stadium at the moment that is down there, the Santos Stadium? Yeah, we are. The Santos Stadium and the netball court. So mm-hmm. it's right in there. It's going to be a whole precinct dedicated to sport. What's that going to look like? You've got the bridge going through the centre. What's that going to look like uh, when, when that's built? Are we talking more buildings going up? Well, I hope it looks really flash given given the cost. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a new building going up, which is going to be the SASE building, mm-hmm. and UniSA will have the top floor of that building. Okay. But Wes can probably... Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it'll be a three-storey building, um, about um, 8,000 square metres uh, of uh, floor plan. Um, it um, will be in the in what is currently in front of the Santo, in front of the athletic stadium, okay. the SA Athletic Stadium, uh, in the car park, right on the the, the western yes. the northern end, um, and um, you know we're. Um, Hoping that the, the precinct will really develop over the next few years with the SASE building and the university partnership. We're uh, building a, a national centre for sport aerodynamics uh, just out the back in the, uh, the back training area in the athletic stadium as well. Um, and it's, it's really going to be a, a high tech uh, sport research education, high performance sport precinct. Um, you know, there's major redevelopment have just gone on. Uh, the government's just invested in upgrading the athletic stadium. Um, Which looks great from the road having driven over the bridge and looked down. It looks fantastic now, by the way. Yeah. It's very bright blue, mm. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it looks great. So we're going to have, from what you say, some of the best athletes in, in the country coming out of Adelaide. Well, we do now, and that's what we want to continue long into the future. We have a 2032 home Olympic and Paralympic Games, and this is an important part of um, of that journey. Um, but the Sports Institute has been uh, housed in a in a school uh, down at Kidman Park since the 1990s, right. um, and this will be the first time the Institute, and we're having our 40-year anniversary this year, this will be the first time that we'll be in a purpose-built uh, facility, you know, with all the design principles applied to uh, meet the needs mm. of high-performance sport uh, and particularly you know, with areas like access for Paralympic athletes and with the latest technologies and then the opportunity to bring a partner in like the uh, UniSA with their uh, high-performance sport, sports science, is um, you know, just fantastic, a really unique opportunity. All right, then let me ask John a question. How did you come up with the idea of locating a university teaching facility on the, the top floor of a sports in- institute? Well, has it been trying for years years to get funding to move SASE somewhere uh-huh. 
and there are a few options and and we've been talking we've we've worked the university's worked with SASE for decades now we've um supervised some of their staff to complete PhDs in high performance sport and they've had some of our students on site working with the athletes and we wanted to grow that because it's worked well for the sports institute but well for the university mm. so as i said Wes has been trying for years to convince the government to fund a new institute and initially Wes was proposing that we have more research collaboration, a research lab on site. But having thought about it, that'd be a bit difficult, having a little outpost yeah. at SASE. I thought, well, it'd work a lot better if we just moved all of our sports science teaching and research yeah. there. So rather than have a room in the building, we ended up having a whole floor. Fantastic, which is, I'm sure, going to have benefits long term. The um, the partnership coming together, Wes, obviously, though, the, the benefits from your perspective, having having the uni there, I mean, just give you the results you want as they come through, essentially. Yeah, there's there's many facets to it. Um, you know, one is the opportunity to be involved uh, actively uh, in research. Mm. Uh, the other one is the opportunity to have more students available uh, in uh, postgraduate or even undergraduate uh, working and assisting some of our staff in projects, which is great training opportunities for, for the students, but also provides an extra set of arms and legs uh, for our staff. But also there's the value of just having the intellect there. You know, if you're in the same environment, the opportunity to, um, you know, be meeting with the professorial staff and sharing ideas and problems. And so there's so many other benefits just come by virtue of you being co-located so yeah. i think you know there'll be many things will evolve out of this quite apart from the obvious okay. ones that you know form the basis of why we've joined this partnership and, and no doubt things you haven't even considered probably yeah. Oh, indeed. You know, the mm. fields are evolving, technology yeah. are evolving. We've got some versatile spaces that we think will provide opportunity to um, be able to adapt as new technologies and new areas of, of research um, are, are, um, are developed. Mm. Uh, and so I think between the university spaces for its traditional teaching areas and then our very applied spaces where we do much more work to try and produce better results in, in athletes, there will be opportunities to do lots of collaboration. All right. Questions uh, for Wes Baddams, that was his voice you were just listening to. He's director of the SA Sports Institute and Professor John Buckley, the Dean of Human Performance Programs at UniSA here in the studio as well on 8223 Um John, the, for, for students today, maybe year 11, 12, finishing school, saying, well, I'm interested in sport. What opportunities are there for me in terms of courses moving forward? What What is around? What, what can people do here? Yeah, we've got a few. Um but the, the one that's probably most relevant to this move to the Sports Institute is for our exercise and sports science students. But we've got very closely related other degrees where the students will study at this new facility, and that's our human movement mm-hmm. program and also our clinical exercise physiology program. So the, the sports science program is really focused on sports science and improving athlete performance. Right. Human movement's more general around exercise physical activity and health yeah and clinical exercise physiology is helping people who've got some pathology so working with people recovering from cancer or who have diabetes and implementing exercise into their lifestyles and we're we're pretty good in the area matthew and your listeners probably aren't aware but of the thousands of universities in the world that offer sports science programs we're ranked in the top 50 so we're we're pretty good and that's in part through collaboration with Mm -hmm. sassy over recent decades um but we want to build on that and so the research that comes out of here will be we hope 
more relevant to developing SASE athletes, but to other athletes around the world. As mm. Wes said, if you're working in close proximity with people, there's more chance to sit with them and really talk through what the issues are and try and come up with solutions either through the knowledge we already have or yeah. developing new knowledge. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? And, and Wes, uh, the benefits to the wider community to the South Australian community, what will they be moving forward? Yes, um, look, um, with the new facility, we'll be much better placed to um, engage more broadly with the community. I mean, we already um, provide uh, access to some of our facilities and services to some of the National League teams um, and um, development programs that underpin, um, and we anticipate the facility will attract quite a bit of interest from high schools, uh, and we have an extensive talent uh, identification and talent search program where we have gone into schools and do testing and we anticipate that schools will come through the facility once it's established and it'll be uh, you know, much greater opportunity to see sports science in action with high-performance athletes at mm. our facility uh, and th- then those facilities being you know, more broadly uh, available. All right. So, and, and you talk about the fact we're already producing some of the best in Australia. Gosh, we're going to be in a 100 metre race. We'll be finishing seconds before the, the rest, won't we, after this? <laughs> well, when I, when I keep up the, uh, the fine record we'd have, we've had over the years, you know, just with uh, the likes of Rowan Dennis on the, on the yeah, weekend, yeah. you know, he was talent identified. He was a swimmer, as it turns out, right. uh, initially, and uh, we uh, brought him across to cycling, and then he's, you know, developed into an absolute champion. And of course, you've got the likes of Kyle Chalmers. Um, and so, you know, we want to continue to have uh, world-class athletes who can be role models and inspire yeah. young kids to pursue their dreams and also for the, the community to get active and be healthy. And, and that's where the other benefit is for, for the community because, I mean, it is an enormous investment by the government, but it, it uh, can, can yield great returns. All right. Talk us through the Rowan Dennis thing, whichever of you is more familiar with it. Did you identify through this process that he would be a better cyclist than he was a swimmer? Is that what happened? Or Yeah, he was... At the time, he was uh, swimming at Norwood uh, Swim Club with uh, our current uh, SASE head coach, Peter Bishop, mm. uh, and he had done a talent search profile through a testing program through the schools, as many thousands of kids do each year, yeah. and he was in the top 2%, you know, in, in a range of categories, and his profile uh, suited him well. He was obviously very strong with uh, endurance uh, mm. and speed, uh, and so he was given the opportunity to uh, trial for a number of sports. Uh, he had a profile that he looked very well suited to cycling and that was the mm-hmm. introduction to cycling and then he went through the journey of being um, just a developing young athlete uh, th- uh, prior to the SASE program then in the SASE cycling program right. and then moved forward through there so you know uh, six eight ten years later he was an overnight success how about that yeah well that's right I mean that the more you practice the luckier you get as yep. the saying goes um, so he had never probably considered cycling un- until you did your profile no that's often the case is wow. that uh, there are kids uh, who uh, have, have potentially not even been exposed to that particular sport um, and then they've got the physiological uh, uh, credentials uh, and then it's about whether they can develop a passion and yep. interest and then you know um, stick with the long journey uh, through uh, to develop both the skills, the passion mm. but also the you know the, the instinct to be able to compete and win at the top level. The, the passion would be the interesting one wouldn't it because you might say in Rowan's case you take on cycling and six months later a year or two later you find i really hate cycling (laughs) how do you keep people going 
Well, that's what, um, I mean, it's very much a team effort. Yeah. You know, the athlete themselves, their family plays an important role. Uh, the quality of the experience that they have in the daily training environment with their coaches, mm. you know, if the competition's appropriate. So it's very complex, you know, where it, it um, many athletes do in fact, uh, drop out along the way or, yeah. or, or don't um, develop the passion. So, mm. you know, there's no guarantees, but, you know, you have some wonderful success stories. Nettie Edmondson's another, you know, so there's there's a range of those. Yeah, fantastic. A uh, question from Michelle at Enfield on the uh, email. Whenever I think of Sassy, I think of the Delmont Institute down at Henley Beach. Is it still open? No, well, that was the AIS. That was the Australian okay. Institute of Sport. Uh, the cycling program and the cricket programs were based back then, uh, back there. Um, yeah, they moved out of that facility well, well over a decade ago. That's a primo restaurant, isn't it, at the moment? Uh, I yes, think it I is. I think it might be, yeah. yes, next to Joe's Kiosk. Beach uh, cricket would have been handy for them. <laughs> I'm sure there was a bit of that play. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, we will take a break, gentlemen. I'm with um, uh, Wes Baddams from SASE, the SA Sports Institute, and Professor John Buckley from uh, the Uni SA. They're in partnership. Uh, they are coming together to build a uh, Uni SA Sports Science Hub on the top floor of what will be the um, SA SASE, SASE's uh, building at Mile End in the sports precinct there near the netball courts and the uh, stadium the santos stadium that is down that way so we'll talk more about that you can join the conversation as well eight double two three double oh double oh right after these words could your tired and outdated old bathroom do with a transformation but you don't have the time or money for a complete redo bathroom works quick makeover process is an affordable hassle-free way to transform your bathroom to new without retiling or replumbing and no mess. The transformation is done in days, not weeks, and guaranteed for seven years. Call us now on 1-800-644-171 for your free information kit or get one from our website at bathroomwerx.com. Did you know that Frank Sinatra's My Way was voted the number one choice of funeral songs? With time to say goodbye not far behind. And the number one choice for a simple, affordable service? Simplicityfunerals.com.au Thanks to Apia, you could win one of 10 Value What Matters $5,000 gift cards. To enter, just purchase an eligible new Apia comprehensive car or home insurance policy. That's Apia Value. Call today on 13 50 50 or go online. Apia is an authorised representative of AAI Limited, the product issuer. Read the PDS before buying insurance. TMD available. Call for a copy. Competition ends 31st of March 2023. Full TNCs at apia.com.au slash win. SA permit number T22 slash 1718. GT, a sleek, pure electric supercar. Enjoy your flight. The Kia EV6 GT. Kia, movement that inspires. Renovating your bathroom? Race into Beaumont Tiles for 20% off every single complete bathroom package in every style and budget. Or 20% off including tiles, taps, vanity, the lot. Choose Beaumonts and save on packages now. T's and C's apply. G'day, it's Eddie May from NRG Solar. More and more South Australians are taking control of their energy bills with solar and battery storage. In fact, Australians are taking up battery storage in record numbers because they're sick of rising power bills and being locked into a system where someone else calls the shots. 
The other huge bonus of going with NRG Solar and Battery Storage is that you'll be protected by blackouts with an uninterrupted power supply. Take control. Visit nrgsolar.com.au. Please don't hold this against me, but if by urban bathrooms and kitchens is not your thing, well, that's, <clears throat> that's okay. I mean, if people gushing over your new kitchen and bathroom means nothing to you, nothing at all, that's completely fine, <laughs> I guess. But if you do appreciate millimeter perfect craftsmanship and service of the highest standard, Start here. Buyurban.com.au Adelaide's home renovation experts. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. We're talking about our state and a regular segment now on Mondays at this time. And in the studio with me, Professor John Buckley from UniSA and Wes Battams, the director of the SA Sports Institute. David has called in from Kensington Park. Hi, David. Oh, hi, Matthew. How are you? Yeah, all right. Thank you. <laughs> I just had a question uh, in relation to the uh, arrangement uh, that's going forward. Uh, how will that be impacted by the potential discussions with the merger with the University of Adelaide? Mm. Good question. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one for me. Thanks, David. Um, we're not sure whether this new university, uh, Adelaide University, that's going to be created by the merger of the two universities will proceed, but even if it does, it, it won't really affect because uh, the current University of Adelaide doesn't have a sports science program or human movement or clinical exercise physiology, so even if the new university were to be created, then we'd still be the same um, mm. same program, so it won't impact at all. It'll just be an added benefit to the new university to have us located there. There you go. Thank you. Good on you, David. Thank you. Great question. Um, what's ahead, John, in terms of the exciting things UniSA will be working on in the next 12 months in your space? Yeah, well... Um, before the pandemic, we'd, we'd begun to plan a master's degree in okay. sports science, and, and that got held up. That was going to be targeted a lot at international students, um, so people already working in, in sport who want to upskill. Mm. Um, but with the pandemic, it was all put on hold because, you know, it, international students weren't able to come. Um, but now they're starting to come again. We're starting to redesign that program and we'll deliver it from the Sports Institute. And um, there'll be a lot of collaboration. We'd like to have Wes's staff doing some teaching into that program. Yep. Um, and that'll attract international students, but it'll also provide great opportunities for local students. They'll get to study in, in a state-of-the-art facility, mm. working in a high-performance environment, um, and it'll attract international students as well. So that'll Fantastic. bring more people, more income into the state. Because, yeah. uh, as you know, um, international students are one of our biggest sources of income yeah, for yeah. South Australia. And not to put the pressure on you, you talk about the the, uh, the area being in the top 50 uh, around the world. You'd want to, with this and this investment, get it into the top 10, wouldn't you? Yeah, I suspect <laughs> that's why our Vice-Chancellor agreed to fund it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it will provide more opportunities yeah. than we've got at the moment, so Which it will great. have an impact on our, our rankings. And master's that. degrees and all the rest. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right. And, and what about you, Wes? Uh, the other things that you'll be working on in the next 12 months, there must be a fair bit happening. 
happening? Well, we, we have a very much an annual cycle of, of world championships and national championships. Mm. And of course, uh, whilst we've just had the 2021 Olympic Games, uh, we're only, um, you know, sort of 18 months away from the 2024, uh, Paris Olympic and Paralympic Games. So, you know, big focus on preparation towards that, noting that we've got the 26 Commonwealth Games in, uh, Victoria after that. Um, and a big focus for us, uh, ahead now is with 2032 on the horizon. Mm. We've got to do a lot of work in the area of talent identification and talent development to ensure that we have South Australia really well represented at the home Olympic Games yeah. uh, and noting that the team size will be about 40% larger than the normal mm. um, because uh, with home games you get automatic entry into you know, most of the sports right. so there will be great opportunities for young athletes to become Olympians or Paralympians uh, if we can get them into the pathway now. Well, that's fantastic. So skill up kids essentially if you if you're good at something get really good at it absolutely yeah uh question here from michael uh read the athletics center i'd say the majority of athletes don't want the sazi building taking half the car park and definitely don't watch beach volleyball in the warm-up area plus the other things you're going to do all right who's taken that one there's always a little uh contention um the, the you know there's a large car park in the precinct there that'll be redeveloped um remembering that the site is joined with a bridge underneath between the netball and the athletic stadium uh yes there'll be um the building will go in in the car park immediately in front of the athletic stadium um but it'll upgrade the rest of the parking there so um we think that's uh, covered off um the the officer reckon sport who's master planning all this um, is in consultation with Athletics uh, SA and the coaches in the community. Um, the the upgrade of the Athletics facility um, has just had $6 million spent on it mm. and um, we're looking at further opportunities there um, and in fact uh, the facility will still be able to hold um, national championships uh, and in fact it exceeds the standard that's required to hold uh, national athletic championships there so it's not compromised really? in its uh, ability to hold competition Planning an open day when it's all done and uh, getting people in? Oh, yes, I think yeah. there'll be a number of those uh, along the way. Uh, I mean, it will just activate the site incredibly. It'll be a very, um, you know, um, I think an area of great pride to the state, yeah. you know, with this huge investment. Yeah, absolutely. So when will we see cranes and the sods being turned and all that? When when will it be done? Well, like, you know, 2024 is the year yeah. uh, to have it completed. Okay. Um, and as much as anyone can uh, pinpoint an exact date, but certainly uh, in the mid to later half, of, of 2024 is is what we're all hoping um and um you know it'll be a lot of work to uh get it to that to that stage but um it'll be done in stages so um you know some some facilities will come online prior to that yeah john all the years you've been working all the papers you've written everything along the way and you're at this point it must be the most exciting part of your career i imagine Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very pleased that we're able to do this. It's been a long time in the making. Wes, Wes and I have been talking about it for years. Become good mates. Um, but it's finally, finally going to happen. So yeah. we don't have the final plans yet. We're still working with the architects to okay. develop those plans. Right. I've seen prospective diagrams yep. of the car park. It'll be a more efficient car park because right. it's not a great car park at the moment. No. Uh, but the facility is just going to be fantastic. It's, yeah. it's great that it's finally 
got to this point with support from the government and the university. You need a, them to build a train station next to it now, don't you? So there's, can... there's already one there. Yeah. That was all part of the planning. So there were a few sites that were, were potential sites, but this one was um, chosen because it's so close to our campuses in the city. Right. But the Mile End train station's on all the major train lines yep. now, so our students will be able to come in from the north and south mm. on the train and Department of Infrastructure and Transport are overseeing the build and it's possible that we might have a bus stop there okay. as well fantastic. and parking for staff and students yeah. as well. So it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Excellent. All right, gentlemen, lovely meeting you today. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come in. Uh, the Our State segment talking about uh, UniSA's collaboration with the SA Sports Institute director, Wes Baddams. Thank you, Wes. Thanks, Matt. And Professor John Buckley, Dean of Human Performance Programs at UniSA. The, the future awaits. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you both. Thank you. Uh, you'll hear more about Our State next Next uh, Monday here at 11.30 on uh, 5AA, the time now, 4 to 12. That is me just about uh, done for the day.